Thank you for joining us here today at Calvary Church, where we are committed to loving God and loving people. If you have any questions or want to learn more about who we are, visit us online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Steve McDonald. I was 19 years old when the first Top Gun was released in theaters way back in 1986. Ha <laughs> ha, the 80s. It was such a good time. For those of you that know, you know. And they say that recruitment in the Navy jumped 10% that year just because everybody wanted to be a fighter pilot after seeing the movie. Me too, me included. Because after watching that movie several times, watching Tom Cruise race down the, the runway on his motorcycle and shoot Russian MiGs out of the sky in his F-14 Tomcat. Listen, I wanted to go out and buy my own motorcycle and become a pilot. Now, sadly, none of these movie-fueled pipe dreams became a reality for me. But I'll tell you what, my dad, when he, he was 19 years old, he actually did train for a short time with the Royal Canadian Air Force. And here's a picture of him looking very very handsome in his Top Gun looking uniform standing next to his plane. But listen, after bouncing down the runway on a very precarious landing with his instructor one day, he decided he would take his career in a more grounded direction. Now, the sequel of Top Gun took a while to make happen, 36 years to be exact. And despite everyone else in the cast uh, seemingly aging during that time like we all do, somehow Tom Cruise seems to have uh, found a way around it. He looks the same as he did back then. I don't know if he's sleeping in some kind of oversized Tupperware container, maybe sealing in all that movie star goodness. I don't know what it is, but whatever he's doing, well done, Tom. <laughs> in the original film, he introduces us to the fascinating world of of brash pilots with big e egos to romance and aerial combat. These were the best of the best in training. And that film and the soundtrack became iconic with characters who had call signs like Maverick, Goose, Iceman, and Viper. Now, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, is also about an elite team of Navy fighter pilots also with something to prove, as they are also in training in this modern-day combat school called Top Gun. Cruz's character, Pete Mitchell, call sign Maverick, goes from being this reckless, uh, hotshot pilot to now uh, a more seasoned, unpredictable instructor in the second movie. So Maverick's back. He's back to train this group of next-gen Top Gun pilots for a seemingly impossible mission. What is it about Tom Cruise and these seemingly impossible missions? Now this movie is also filled with, with faith, with hope, with sacrifice and courage. And Top Gun Maverick, this movie, launches our new five-week blockbuster at the movies message series, which we so enjoy and look forward to. Now, throughout this month, you're going to have access to some of Motion Picture's biggest hits as our pastoral team explores the stories of human experience while discovering spiritual truths that will change our lives if we allow them to. 
Now, the topics of these messages are, are not the movies themselves, but the biblical truth that they help to illustrate. These films are really just a, a conversation starter. It's where we begin to talk about these things. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 34, it tells us that Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. Well, movies are our modern-day parables. I have great movie memories growing up, going to the theater with my dad and my grandfather, getting a big thing of popcorn and sitting down and watching movies like Smokey and the Bandit. And in these moments when the, the lights dimmed in the theater, you were kind of transported as these stories engaged me, moved me, and made me laugh. Got to love those outtakes. Big hello to all of our guests today who are with us here for the first time. My name is Steve. I'm the lead pastor here at Calvary, and we're so glad that you've joined us, either here in the house or on our live broadcast today. Pastor Susan and I are overseas right now, having just attended a world missions uh, and evangelism conference and a little time off, and soon we'll be airborne again ourselves at about 40,000 feet, traveling in our own jet, probably up to about 600 miles an hour as we jet back home to be with all of you again. So I figured the best way to start a big screen series is on the big screen today. So that's what we're doing. Now, due to copyright regulations, even though we're licensed to show the clips and the trailers that you'll see here today in the church, uh, we're unable to show these clips or trailers on our live broadcast. But be assured that whether you're on site or online, the message will always stand on its own. So Make sure that you don't miss a single episode here on site if you're able to make it. And don't forget to invite your family and friends. This is a great series to reach out to people and bring them to church with you. All right, grab your Bibles if you would and turn with me to the book of Ephesians as we get started. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And it says, For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. And I think right out of the gate, that's important for us to realize because sometimes it really does seem that way. But against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world. Now, let me give you a quick disclaimer, especially for those of you that are new today. We believe that there is a very real God, and we also acknowledge the, the reality of the devil, of that evil force. That scripture says those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. But today I'd like to talk to you actually about this reality. The fact that all of us are in some kind of a, a battle. And it really doesn't matter how, how old you are or what stage of life that you're in. We're all fighting something. Someone once said... Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Listen, life is challenging. It's, it's not easy, and we all realize that. But I know this. God is well able to give us the victory over whatever it is that we're facing today. So my question for you is, is this. What are you facing? What are you going through today? What battle are you fighting? Now, it could be a, a health battle. 
could be a battle in your marriage or a financial battle or relationship battle or something to do with your career. All of us are facing something. You know, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the majority of what we now know and call the New Testament, originally wrote these letters to the churches to to help them, to help them grow and guide them along. Those letters were later compiled and brought together and and make up a, a significant part of the New Testament. And he talks here in Ephesians about fighting, about a battle that we're all engaged in. It's not primarily with, with people, but the spiritual forces that influence those people. And it's not hard to recognize the presence of evil in the world today. We see it very clearly. And the enemy is working double time to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's doing everything that he can to disconnect you and I from the Creator. Now, Paul uses all kinds of different metaphors in the New Testament, in these various letters. And he talks about a, a fight. He's talking about a, a war. He talks about being in a race and likens our life to a, a boxing match, you know, where we're up against a foe. He talks about wrestling and about hand-to-hand combat. And so he uses all of these metaphors to, to help describe this battle that we're in that we find ourselves trying to, to work through in the life that he's called us to live. 1 Timothy 6.12, in Paul's first epistle to Timothy, he encourages him like this. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Now, what's a good fight? Well, in my mind, any fight that you win is a good fight. That's a good fight. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I think all of us in life have these expectations of what our lives are going to be like. And then suddenly we're faced with the abrupt reality of what we're experiencing. And we're like, wait, hold on, what's happening right now? This didn't look like the picture I've always had. Mike Tyson, the famous boxer, once said in an interview, he said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. (laughs) Now, most of us have a plan in life when it comes to our health, to our marriage, our career training, or even our retirement. Whatever it is, we all have some kind of a, a plan until life punches you in the mouth. And some of you may be feeling that today. You may be kind of trying to recover from that feeling. But I want you to know today that there is hope. A punch in the mouth is not the end of the fight. Our hope comes when God joins us in the fight. Now, in the movie Top Gun Maverick, Maverick is supposed to teach a group of young Navy F-18 fighter pilots who are all dealing with their own personal baggage and battles. And most of them have come with a lot of classroom and test flight experience, but not a lot of them have had any kind of real-life actual combat experience. And one of these young pilots turns out to be the son of Maverick's late best friend, who he lost many years before in the first movie when we saw it, that he still to this day carries that weight and feels responsible for. And now Maverick comes onto the scene and he's introduced as this battle-proven instructor to help take them all to the next level, 
when in fact only half of them are going to make the cut and be selected for this mission. You know, I think when we're, when we're younger, we, we kind of feel invincible. We feel like we're going to, to rewrite the book on whatever it is that we have a passion about. And sometimes have little patience to, to learn something from the generation that's gone before us. But Paul understood the importance and value of always remaining teachable in our lives. Not being dismissive of those with battle experience, those that are, are trying to offer some, some guidance. And so all of us, we all have our own maverick moments when we're eager to defy what we've been taught and do it a better way. I'm going to do it my way and show you that there's a better way to do this. Because sometimes we feel that, that those ways are out of date and we've got nothing to learn. So we all have these independently minded moments uh, where, where really we need to be tempered by those with, with more experience. And whether it's Paul with Timothy or Maverick with Rooster, one generation doesn't realize how much they need one another until their limits are pushed. You know, the difference between a good fight and a bad one, uh, when those limits are pushed, can often be t determined by the people that we do life with, the people we surround ourselves with. I'm forever blessed by my small group who I can pray with and talk to, who we can navigate life with. We can study the scriptures and, and be there for one another when, when good times come and we're celebrating or when we're going through tough times and people can, can pray for one another. We need to surround ourselves with that kind of strength. Now, we need to know this, too. The enemy, our enemy, the devil, is not an idiot. He knows the Bible. He knows who God is. And he recognizes uh, God's power. But here's what he doesn't know. He doesn't know your limits. In other words, he may be able to predict what you're going to do next, but he doesn't really know what you're made of. He doesn't know for sure where your faith resides. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote about his own physical battles and, and the things he experienced when he was planting churches all over the known world in the Roman Empire at that time. <laughs> These were serious battles. This is a rough situation that he, he in, endured. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 to 27. He says, five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Not good. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I've met a few of those people. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. <laughs> Listen, don't travel with Paul. It's not, it's not a good situation. He's been through some things. These are just a few of the battles that he identifies. But when I read this, I, 
I start to actually think that, that my life is, is pretty good. It helps me to, to bring into perspective the battles in my life that sometimes seem like towering giants above me, that suddenly are shrunk down to size when I recognize the power of God at work within my life. Now, listen, our battles may not look exactly like Paul's, but it doesn't make our battles any less intense when we're in the middle of them, whether it's at work or at school, whether it's at, at home within our family or our health or just life in general, sometimes it seems like one battle after another, that you just clear one and get past it, and suddenly you're in the midst of another one. So listen, what gave Paul the courage to endure all of the things that we just read? What gave him the, the fortitude to, to power on and to keep going? Well, I believe he he knew and he trusted the words of Jesus. 1 John 4, 4 says, The Spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. The Spirit in you is far stronger. No matter how impossible what you're facing today seems, the Spirit in you is far stronger. Not a little bit stronger, far stronger. You need to know that and believe it. Paul knew this truth. He knew that the Spirit was far stronger than any battle he would ever find himself in. But again, the enemy doesn't know your limits. He doesn't know whether you'll take that promise at face value or not. He doesn't know that, that you believe that greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world until you step out and you act on that truth. John 16, says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. You'll have many battles and fights. But take heart. Take heart today because I have overcome the world. Your hope today comes from knowing that Jesus came to earth and experienced every impossible battle that we will ever face. He fought the good fight, and he was victorious every time. Now, in this movie, in Top Gun Maverick, the mission they were training for uh, seemed absolutely impossible. They had such a narrow window of time to get in and out and destroy the enemy's bunker before they were all detected. But then Maverick, he throws himself into the mix to prove to them that it could be done by beating this simulation and eventually himself leading and completing the mission, this impossible final mission. We serve a Savior who, when all seems lost, he came, he lived, and he died, conquering the simulation to prove that we too can overcome in him if, if, this is important to understand if we understand this, Second Chronicles 20 15 says, don't be afraid or worry about this large army because the battle is not your battle. It is God's battle. It's not your battle. Somebody needs to hear that today. It's not your battle. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Another uh, translation says, be still. How can you be still and be calm when you're in those battles? Why? Because it's not yours. It's not your battle. I want you to know that today. 
that when God joins you in the fight, you are far stronger than anything that will ever oppose you. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you today that whatever it is we're going through, whatever it is we're fighting in our life today, that is not our battle. Father, today, every person that's in this place, I, I pray for. I pray for those that are at home or traveling on vacation watching this broadcast. And I pray that whatever battle you're going through today, whatever it is that you're fighting, that today you would welcome him into that fight and recognize that God will see you through. When he enters the fight, everything else changes. And you may be feeling like you've been punched in the mouth, but listen, it's not, it's not over. It's not over until he says it is. So if that's you today, feel his strength and allow God to bring you through it. There's also some of you here today, either here uh, this morning at church or watching online or on our podcast that maybe don't know Christ and, and you've been going through a lot. Maybe your list sounds as long as Paul's did. Today, if you want to see the difference that he can make, this is an opportunity for you to invite him into your life, invite him into the battle. If that's you today, pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize my need for you and what you did on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. And help me to fight the good fight of faith as you stand with me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's best, Calvary. Have an amazing week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for our At The Movie series.